0: Welcome to the Army of One podcast with me Dougie Reid, and today's guest is my dear friend Andrew Morgan. Good afternoon, brother. How are we? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well on this uh, grey, depressing Wednesday. <laughs> it's a bit bleak out there today, isn't it? Up enough? We're not. We're not well. We're not quite in
1: thusk. Yeah, we're not quite in thusk. We oh. haven't got a on.
0: No, but we will have a Hagamama Wednesday in a moment. Um, so yeah, obviously my idea for this podcast was men's mental health was the kind of I guess the gateway subject and then from there you know many other subjects will obviously naturally um, unfold and much hilarity as As, it was with me and
1: Leroy. I was about to say it generally is with us anyway just general conversation just ends up
0: descending into madness and debauchery. Yes as my good lady knows and she's now you know a part of the the in crowd and the in jokes um, but yeah, so if we're discussing sort of mental health, how do you feel that lockdown, for example, has affected you or do you see having also having an effect on others around you? Have you noticed a big It's, it's
1: most definitely had a, a, a big effect on people around me. Thankfully, it hasn't been too bad for me because of the fact that we're still working. I'm still basically living my life as normal um, because I wasn't really one to go out drinking very much. Um, so... Having all the pubs and clubs closed hasn't really bothered me too much. But don't get me wrong, I would still quite like to go out to Nando's and places like that where, unfortunately, a lot of them are have, have, have running reduced menus, so a lot of the stuff that I used to enjoy eating they just not available. As we just
0: found out with the
1: uh, chicken yakitori yeah, at Wagamamas. the Wagamamas, which is disappointing, but uh, we've still got our, our ramen, so we should be fine.
0: Oh yeah, good, good leader though. Hard to kill, wasn't it? Oh, Rasputin, was not money. And there ain't no disputing it was ra rah, rah rasputing <laughs> no <laughs> Do you wanna finish that one?
1: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> What well, when I had to pull over on our way to York because I couldn't
0: just I just couldn't see from laughing. Oh it's amazing. There's um uh Metal band, is it Turasas? Yeah, Turizas. Yeah, they do um a song about Rasputin. Obviously, he was a it it Russian, was, it was Russian it, fellow. Isn't it? Yeah, it was it was the cover of the Boney M. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, Rasputin was like a quite a mythological figure from I could be wrong on this, but I'm sure he was like um a, a consiglieri or a con, um a oh, what would the word be uh, a consultant to the Russian either royal family or government at the time because he was seen to be a bit of um it's a word, not a magician. A... It, it
1: was, it was sort of like a. Uh, it's a word, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he he was basically a
0: consultant for the yeah,
1: the, but, the, he the the very, but he was very royal family. He was
0: very elusive and um, very mis- enigmatic. Uh, mysterious, enigmatic. He was almost a Alistair Crowley type figure, wasn't he? Yeah. It? All into into the occult and the dark arts, and they tried. But to... he was
1: also such a randy bastard. He was shagging everybody, including. The Russian Queen? No. Well, well as hang on, yeah. as Boney M. have sung. Well, this was the
0: this was the uh, with the rah rah Rasputin. Yeah, lover of the Russian Queen. This is true. But yes, we thought we were um, we were like, oh, do you remember that song? We're on the way to the Viking Festival in York. Hey, do you remember that song? Oh, Ras. Yeah. Right. Who was he? Oh, I can't remember the band the band's name. Stick it on, and we're waiting for this big to kick in, and it's like. Boney M's rah, rah, Oh my god It was Fucking that. split there Oh it did um, yeah, It was amazing um, <laughs> I suppose
1: but, I suppose that's That's no worse
0: than uh, um, Name that band It's an animal Oh yeah I said um, Oh do you know this song And he was like No 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 I was like Name the band He's like give me a clue I was like it's an animal He goes Death Leopard Death Leopard <laughs> Which I guess in a sense It is an animal Leopard isn't wrong uh, but yeah, that wasn't the that
1: wasn't what we were aiming for. If it had just said a bird, then yeah, I'd have got the eagles from that.
0: Well, this is true. I'm sure he didn't go oh, an animal, the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, in regards to mental health, I think the onus has been put more on the collective now, I think. Yeah, the I th- societal I think thing, because it's becoming um,
1: it, it's been brought so much to the fore that it's... I mean, many, many people have said this before us, but it, it's much less of a taboo to talk about now. Mm-hmm. And it's its just become the norm to actually talk about how you're feeling, why you're feeling a particular way. And sometimes there's no explanation for it, but it's just Oftentimes, getting it... Yeah, just getting it off your chest is often enough to... even so much just get yourself out of bed.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think... Uh, it's the again. It's very, It's the overused phrase, isn't it? It's like ending the stigma, but it really is that. Like, yeah, it really you, was a stigma. It really was. Like the, the t- as as will be a common thread in a lot of these episodes uh, when my guests are male. Um, is the subject of that kind of machismo, the you know the, t- the archetypal male, which the in, old in, phrase in, of man up, exactly, which doesn't fucking help at all. And let's be honest. You know in many ways, I am the archetypal male, I feel and fulfill that role very well. Yep. But at the same time, being a creative type, being musical, shows a, a certain degree of sensitivity. Of and course, artists yeah. are prone, if you look through history, they are oh, they're prone, deeply, deeply damaged individuals. Yep, just like comedians. And it's yeah, it's, it's recognizing that and also working within that framework. So I know. You know, we were talking about the other day, I work far too hard, what, was it 130 hours a week, some weeks. It's yeah, just ridiculous, it's... but I am that way, I'm all or nothing. So it's using that, using the tools I have around me in order to uh, facilitate, so if I know, okay, like I have tomorrow off, go spend it with my lady, go and, you know, be creative, be, um, you know, go out and do some fitness or spend time with loved ones, you know, real um, constructive use of your time. Yeah. And I know that you and I differ wildly in what we do with our free time. Oh, God, yeah. But how does it help you? You do everything and I do fuck all. But it obviously works for you, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think because of the fact that um, I've always enjoyed my own company and and I'd probably say that even more so now because of the, the damage that was done from a previous relationship where I didn't have time alone. There was no chance of free time. It was... She's there and then I'm at work and then she's there and then I'm at work. And that was literally the only time I had away from her was when I was at work, which isn't free time. Well, what was the basis for her constant need to be around you or for your time? It was, to be it, hurt was on? it was uh, her insecurities really, which again I've I've tried to think about it and her, her insecurities don't seem to have been based in anything that had happened to her so having, not, not trauma based no having looked at the, the, the previous relationships that she's had and the because obviously I've known some of their rela- some of the relationships that she's had and I've never I've never seen any of the issues she's never been cheated on she was never physically or from what I can gather emotionally abused by their by their, her previous partners Um whether or not it's, it's based in, in her family life from when she was younger, I don't know, because I wasn't there, I don't know the internet. But she's never, she's never alluded to that? No, well, it was a case of she was never cheated on, and she, she'd admitted that, so at least to her knowledge, she'd never been cheated on. Now, she saw me, because she's, she's really, she's been in and out of my life um, from quite a young age. Back when I was at, at mid-teens. Yeah, same. I knew that for a long time. And obviously, back when we were that age, we were basically we, were, we were just slags. At, at that age, you, you're young and horny, and there are no real consequences and everything else. And she witnessed that. Um, and I think at the time it was, it, she, she never really thought much of it. But then she didn't
0: need to, did she? No, she didn't think it was going to affect her. No, of course.
1: Up. And then I think because of the, because of that. Um, that conception of me, she'd then transplanted that onto the relationship where, even though it was, it was nearly 10 years later when we ended up in a relationship, it was, she couldn't get over that image of me being the typical teenage Randy Bastard. Yeah. So she, she then continue to feel that that was the way I was. And I think that's where the insecurities within my relationship with her
0: came from. But the problem is, I know that she's had those insecurities in every relationship she's had. So effectively, she's projecting her damage wherever it may have stemmed from. Exactly, onto onto the relationship we had. And as a result, it,
1: it negatively impacted me. Where I lost touch with many of my friends, especially female friends.
0: Oh, I mean, if, we talk, if we're being brutally honest here, we lost up for four years. We didn't go on a night out. Four yep. years. And how and old the, were we at the time? I uh, can't remember. Mid 20s? Yeah. Which is like the, the prime. And the
1: one, the, the one, well, the first night we'd actually went out together mm-hmm. without our partners, my partner happened to be out in the same city and then decided, oh, I'm going to just go and gate crash to make sure that nothing's happening. And if you remember, it was
0: all put under the guise of... Oh, well, it's well, not, not well, you, it's, it's And it's also, it's not you I don't trust, yeah. it's Doug. And it's like, what? Like, like there's any reason, any logical reason to distrust me. It, it, it's crazy, because, you know, we were, I just said there about the projecting her trauma onto you, wherever it may stem from. Now, in, in that, unfortunately, you're implicit in the whole thing, because at some point, the red flags that would have been many of you would have blindly ignored, ignored yeah. when you knew better, but it fit your narrative to ignore them? So would it be a quiet life you were after? Yeah, was absolutely. It? it was It was literally just for the,
1: the quiet life. And as is often the case for, for, for many men, it's fear of change.
0: Yeah? So, so not fear of confrontation for you, no?
1: No. I, I mean, you, you witnessed several Are, arguments. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, I give you that, but I wonder if you just got to a certain point where... No. Um, oh, God, someone's having a confrontation. <laughs> They're on to me. Yeah, certain people may get to a point where you've had your fill and you think, you know what, oh, I just don't want to argue anymore. And you just, so which, which is just sub- one aspect of the quiet yeah. life, right? But because you were implicit in your eventual uh, issues that you've now, um, I guess, obtained, sustained, um, do you look at that? Did that have an effect on how you dealt with things, uh, obviously posthumously? So, did you afterwards? Did you lose respect for yourself? Did you look and go, "Wow!" Like, did, was it all her, or did you did you get to a point where you thought, "Fucking hell," so, you know, a lot of this I've allowed pre- to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, of course. It's it's I suppose um, in a similar way to how you have uh, women who have uh, sought refuge, and they've they've managed to get themselves out of. a a, a seriously dangerous physically abusive situation and then they sit there and they take stock of everything that's gone on and then they blame themselves for it and to a degree i i felt that way but at the same time it wasn't me who had done that to me it was her her insecurities her her own issues in herself were then projected onto me. So I'm implicit in allowing that to have happened, and instead of walking away at the first sign of it, I carried on.
0: That's true.
1: But I don't blame myself. I don't I don't feel as though that is my fault.
0: It's the damage that was done to me was done by somebody else. In that case, then if you you've listened to the first episode of the podcast. Yes. And one of the things I discussed in there was, I said to Leon, and it's also something I posted in my mental health awareness post, and I said, I am not to blame for the trauma that I endured, but I am solely responsible for what I do once it's Exactly, And that pretty much is what you're saying, right? Exactly, yeah. You didn't Um, ask for it, did you? No, nobody nobody asks to be damaged.
1: Nobody asks to be... Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it depends
0: on your... uh... On your persuasions. Oh, well, there you go. Depends what you're up to tonight, do I'm not on to kink show. No, I, um, I'm i a big fan of the kinks of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking oh, Christ. Um, no, <laughs> to I be think fair, you,
1: you've gone for the kinks of Leon rather than just the, the kinks. kinks. Yeah, like low-hanging fruit. I was about I to say, you've, you've, really, you've really stretched that one there, Skid.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, I'm leaving you know that alone. <laughs> <I've... laughs> if my mum hears this podcast... God damn. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we'll do two versions, clean and explicit. Um, Yeah, I think on the subject of relationships, my perspective there is I had attained, um, which I may have alluded to in the last episode, I had attained a certain uh, measure of success, or at least as to how I personally view success. So I had the house and the, the relationship and the dog and you know the income and all this. What you what you perceive as the ideal in life? Yeah, exactly because it, it was what you know. My mom and dad broke up when I was younger. Yes, they had a great relationship, but I'd always wanted, I'd always wanted what I'd seen that nobody else had had. You know, I'm a, I'm a romantic at heart. Do you know what I mean, deep down? And I always wanted. Just my little house on the prairie. I just, because I don't cheat, I don't lie or any of that stuff, right? I just always wanted that, and unfortunately, to in order to um, maintain the facade which it ended up becoming, I had to forego so much of my self-development, self-growth, happiness because I let so much stuff go, dude. And like you know, because you were privy to all of it, and we're talking stuff that. Granted, whilst not cheating again, thankfully, but, you know, not that, again, but that's my measuring stick, is, you know, cheating to me is abhorrent, like it's game over, but that's my idea of, well, it wasn't cheating, so anything else is good. Yeah, and it's like, it, it's, no, it can you, still be horrendous, can't it? This idea
1: that cheating is the uh, the p- worst possible thing to happen to somebody, Yeah, when, I know people who have been in long-term abusive relationships where their partner is so obsessed with them that they would never even consider sleeping with somebody else. But then that's, that's worse than <clears throat> somebody who had been together for two or three years and then go out and have a drunken one-night stand.
0: True, that is not healthy.
1: Would, <clears throat> In, in their shoes, I would rather have my partner go out and cheat on me
0: than spend years beating the living fuck out of me. True. Or in is in, I think... Mentally or physically. Yeah, I was going to say mentally, I've definitely a lot of experience in that, in that <coughs> arena because, you know, to not... Um, obviously, I want to preface this by saying this isn't a a dig or a slight, whatever we, we may be saying against previous partners and things like that. It's not that. It's all about the process of learning. So for me... I know there were times, as I said in the first episode, where I've been cowardly. You know, I've displayed cowardice. Um, I've not wanted to. You know, I, I, I just don't ever want to be um, that sticking point in someone's day. I don't want to say, I oh, can have a chat. And then you're unloading all this onto them. Um, even if that's how you feel, it's always been, again, it, it ties into the men's mental health. I've always wanted to just be, you know, I am a fun guy to be around. I'm in a good mood almost all of the time. And I've realised that not, not everybody else is. So you have to ebb and flow with somebody. And once, for me, once respect is lost, it, it, I can't... Um, if I don't respect the words that are coming out of your mouth and I'm really, truly not listening to what you're saying and I don't care, not that I want any harm to come to you, but I just don't care anymore, then that's it to me. Like, yeah, there's no, it's, there's it's, nothing to be said, is there? There's no coming back from that. At the point when you stop caring it's done exactly and I think what I've learned over the last especially this year I actually look at this whole situation COVID the pandemic you know being a year old now uh, officially I look at it as a good thing because it's again it's made us all focus inwards and there was a a mass uh, almost crisis of everybody falling apart because thankfully we spend a lot of time by ourselves so it hasn't affected us as much no um, so A lot of people, obviously, their routines have been, you know, or jobs have gone. They're forced to be with partners that they may only see for three hours a day. You're now together twenty four hours. There's there's so many complex uh, nuances to all of this. Well, uh, the the thing I saw on BBC News yesterday,
1: I think it was, uh, the, apparently there has been one hundred thousand divorces this year. Excuse me, a hundred thousand. Let me see if I can find it. Is that a new record? Uh, I think it might actually be the highest it's ever been. I can understand why. And the thing is, I'd I'd said it right from the off, that especially right at the start of the the, the pandemic, when we had the nice weather, and it all seemed like a a bit of a jolly and everything else, I said that this time next year, so March next year, Baby boom. You're going to have so many more kids being born, but you're also going to have so many more divorces. I can see why. Because when, as you say, if you're, if you're in a relationship where you're working 12 hours a day and your partner's working 12 hours a day, you literally see each other for three, four hours, you go to sleep, wake up, go to
0: work, everything's fine. Yeah, and that works for you. My question for you is, on a personal note, how do you feel you've changed during lockdown? Or this year as a whole. Um obviously you'll be entering into your thirty third year on the planet in January. I've just entered into mine. And conversely, what do you see growth wise in me um from say a year ago or even pre lockdown? Well, personally for
1: from for me, um, this year hasn't been all that bad. Everybody's uh everybody talks about the fact that understandably this pandemic and the the subsequent lockdowns have have caused some serious issues for people especially with their mental health and the concerns for how they're paying the bills going to work and everything else and because of the industry that we're in it's not affected me i've still been going to work through the entire thing so financially you've had financially yeah financially as well as the social aspect as well because i'm going out and working with the public not so much now but at the start of the pandemic we were so we still had the social aspect. I was still talking to people. I was still seeing people. I was getting out in the fresh air, which a lot of people didn't have. True. So thankfully for me, it's 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 not been a, a particularly great detriment. Obviously, I'd like to see more of the the friends that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine going through this like twenty years ago? Well, thirty years ago,
0: when there was no. No form of, of real communication besides a telephone. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean imagine if go back to when you were twenty, twenty one. Even then we had all the you know well, I suppose not really Facebook was just coming around when it yeah. two thousand was it seven or nine or something around there. Yeah, then? well I mean don't forget we had MySpace, so we were saying, Oh good god, yes, what a soundtrack. <laughs> and um, all our greatest photos of all time, of course. Oh, um, right, yeah, that's why I'm glad MySpace has, has practically died. I'd love to. I would love to see the old, uh, you know, the, the time you spent on your banners. But now I think the um, in regards to the pandemic, I think obviously it gave us a sense of routine as well, as well as a sense of purpose.
1: Well, yeah, because we were we were getting up every day and going to work for set hours during the daytime,
0: so our sleep wasn't fucked like it is normally. True, and we we had obviously we were effectively key workers, so it gave us a sense of, um, Not a sense of purpose, right? Really, sense though. of purpose yeah. during kind of a time, as you say, when a lot of people didn't have that. Um, And I found um, it illuminated for me areas that I really, like for example, my anxiety in situations where I'm quick to anger. So obviously a lot of people were very hostile due to obviously their fear, right? Um, And there's several times I met it head on. And I just, I was like, okay, yeah, so you, you want to go to this level, yeah. I'll go to the level above and then you're going to, you will stop doing what you're doing. And unfortunately, that's, that's the nature of our business, yeah. unfortunately. Right? And then sometimes it doesn't, I've realized after a while I'd end up with this, um, like adrenaline dump afterwards yeah. and I'd be not unbeknownst to everybody else, but internally my whole body's shaking from my feet up Oh yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick because it was that kind of ties into my PTSD, I guess, but well, no, that's, living that's, in the,
1: that's, that's a normal response because yeah. the same thing happened to me. Like the few occasions where I had to actually, horrible, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Do you know what it is? Because you, you're stopping short of completion. So yeah. It's almost like blue balling, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. you like, ah! It's, and it's, stop. it's why when you get so incredibly angry, oftentimes you'll end up crying. Because essentially, your body's got to get rid of all of that adrenaline. And oh, yeah. the quickest way for it to do it
0: is to literally just expel it from the body. And do you know what happens because I've had this a lot. Do you know what happens in the instances where, where you don't cry or you don't actually flip out? You end up having almost like an internal anxiety yeah. attack there. Because you're, you're trying to... It's like holding on to the... Was it like the booking bronca? Yeah. And, and it's said, trying to yeah. throw you left and right. You're like, no, I'm going to hold on. Yeah, and if the body can't expel the adrenaline or it can't use the adrenaline,
1: it's got to break it down. And obviously the adrenaline, it's there to, to give all of your muscles... All of the energy that they need to either run away or beat the shit out of somebody. The old fight or flight. So, essentially, you're sat there and you're shaking, and it's it's nothing to do with the fact that you're trying to control yourself so you don't punch somebody. It's you're physically fighting the adrenaline in your body. Yeah. So that it can break down and you can carry on as normal. But the trouble is, it's so
0: exhausting. Oh, it is. That's yeah. You find that after you you know those experiences, you just end up absolutely drained. So you know, obviously, for those that don't know, obviously you're much um, much newer in the industry than I by what six years or something. So obviously, most of my experience, predominantly was doors and you know sort of quite heavy duty work of that nature. So I've had the gamut of it. I've been bottled. I've had knives pulled on me. Yeah. Been in clubs where guns have gone off. And obviously, as I as I've aged to the point where I'm at now, I have got zero interest in any of that. Like I love obviously being sat here in our apartment, it's like, I love the quiet life. Me and the missus, chilling, eating good food, you know, being musical, being creative. And I think if anything I've learned from this period, um, the pandemic or the new normal or whatever people are are, are coining it now, was it really made me sort of internalize everything, but it also made me sort of be more self-aware and go, okay. So as I said to Dan uh, about, with me, it was always the highs were incredible, the lows are really low, but shit didn't stick to me. I, this way, I've always coming up smelling the roses. So because that always happens, I never analyze things that long. No, you know, and just and you know this is true. Just when I start to be really reflective and go, damn, I need to, like you know, four months ago or something when I was in a pretty bad you know self medicating phase, just as I would started to sort of deal with it. Things come up roses again, and then I go and I neglect it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've said this to you before.
1: You, you go through the trauma of, of, of a previous relationship that's unhealthy, and often, oftentimes, you've had toxic relationships. Oh, a lot, and a lot that's, of times, and it, it's not just been on their part; it's been on your part as well.
0: Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't do my due diligence and, previously. And yeah,
1: because you're you're dragging in other shit from a previous relationship. But you don't even know you're doing no, it. You just you mirror it, don't you? No, and, and I say that's that's the problem with you. Because you're such a handsome bastard and you've got such charisma and confidence that you as you say, you, you land on your feet and you haven't even fallen over. Well yeah, you said this, didn't yeah. you? It's like you, you what was it Oh, you said something it was it when I was in Canada? Yeah, yeah, some somehow you you hit the ground running despite the fact you haven't hit the ground. Yeah. It's you just, just you just don't it's from a from an outside perspective you you don't have bad luck now obviously because of the fact that i know what goes on yeah, you know the intimate details i know the intimate details so i know that you do have bad luck and i mean we have touched on it before for you you experienced the highest of highs and the fucking worst of the lows yeah, but from everybody else's perspective, it's just the highest of the highs. They don't see the lowest of the lows. Is that iceberg? Uh, is it yeah. would you call it a
0: metaphor? Yes,
1: yeah. it would be like the tip of the iceberg. They literally just see the top. Yeah, they don't see all the you know, all the, the shit rest shit submerged. Can, yeah, yeah. But that's the problem that you've had, and I think that
0: this year especially, you've had no choice but to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's be let's be frank here. I would have wound up dead, and there's no question. Like it got yeah. to a point for me where You know i guess like i don't manic episodes or psychosis or whatever it could be drug induced psycho whatever you want to frame it you you throw that in with ptsd and anxiety now i'm not in any way shape if if people are wondering why i use the, the the phrases a lot it is to normalize it because yeah of course you know there's nothing wrong with me i have just affected by certain things that have happened and by me verbalizing it all the time it's so that I don't start lying to myself because, to your to your point, um, my biggest downfall probably is my, my confidence and my looks because I can yeah. hide behind it so well. I yeah. can just be like, it's, you know, it's, it's oh, often, well, I'm fine now, and just go and get lost. All. Yeah,
1: it does often work to a detriment. Of course it does because
0: you don't think it's easier for me to what's well, easier to have, um, you know, people think that you're on top of the world, and of course then. People want, to, people want to be around you, women want to be around you, you know, and all that. Or confront your problems. If you, you know, you just, because nobody wants to do that. Whereas, no. ironically, this time when I actually stopped and just, I think I would got so sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, and I would said to you, I distinctly remember phoning you, crying, off my fucking box, going like, or at least had been off my box. And I was like, dude, I was like, I've, I'm like, you know, this, this cat that's on like it's ninth life. I said, something horrendous is going to happen, I'm I'm going to run out of luck if I don't stop right now." And obviously, I don't, you know, I don't advocate, um, you know, um, people to self-medicate or whatever. It wasn't a rock and roll thing to do. It wasn't like I was trying to be cool or to destroy myself or anybody else. No, but you, you saw no other alternative. Exactly because I just didn't have the, you know, at the time, you know, it's really easy. I look at the. Not been able to get back in my house to get my goods to get you know be with my dog to to be around the things that comforted me, I'd gone from my beautiful house to sleeping on the floor, you know. So and obviously around that time I started doing a lot more street skating, which was great. But again, it comes down to choice. Did I did I have to go the path I went? No, I chose to. Yeah. Right. Because you know why? It was the easiest one, bro. Yeah. Right. Because and, of, the, of the thing is.
1: is, I've I've, t- I've said before that you are a man of extremes. So, when things, when you're confronted with a problem, that if you've got the choice of ignoring it and going off and doing something else, that's exactly what you'll do. And you'll bury yourself into whether it's the gym, whether it's drinking drugs, whether it's a woman, whatever, you will find something to bury yourself in just to escape from the problem that's right in front of you. You know, um, I'm, probably not you, I'm probably not alone in that, though, no, I? No, I'm guilty of that. Of course I'm guilty of that. I'm, you know, I'm the master procrastinator. That wasn't easy to say, was it? No. I think I did quite well, actually. I, I, well done, well done. But um, I will always find something else to do than what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose anybody listening to this podcast can probably relate to that. I mean, for me, for example, I was... There's, um, an Instagram uh, fitness person called Leah Cassiana, and she's like a powerlifter, bodybuilder, but she's also, she's really, she's got beautiful dogs, I mean, great looking woman, but she's just really cool, and I was showing them, this is her dogs the other day, she's got these huskies, with blue eyes, it's awesome, and she put up something saying, she was on, you know, page, whatever it might be of this book, and then in the next slide, she said, I can't believe, these are some of the screenshots, of what people responded to her, what, you're only on page 27, you've been reading it for a week, da da da, And the next thing was, she said, look, she said, my anxiety kicks in the most when I'm doing nothing. And I'm sat in the kitchen and I went, and it hit me so much that I actually messaged her and went, look, you're doing great, man. Like if it's 27 pages more than I've read of that book. And she was like, and I said, oh, it really hit me hard. I said, that's how I feel. And she was like, oh, you're never alone. Like we, you know, we're one big team, you know, the army of one, right? That's the point. And, um, And it's so true because when I'm not active, because I've got so many outlets like the podcast, music, fitness, the guitar, like uh, reading books. What you know, I've got a Mac. Whatever I want to do, and it's it doesn't always. Obviously, for example, um, we're on day five now, uh, which you, you this is news to you. Um, five nights in Arona, I have slept without a night Five. That's impressive, right? And it's because of, it's because of the misses. I can't, I can't remember the last time you you had a week. No, no, I don't think it's ever happened. I think it, two days, maybe three. Max, if I mean, and I, I don't even know when that would be, but obviously I've been uh, taking all the supplements I should be taking, CBD, ashwagandha before bed, and honestly, the biggest difference is scar. Like, because we were talking, and she said, it's because, you think about it, when have I ever had somebody consistent to sleep next to? I haven't. No. Because even if I'm in a relationship, I'm either never there, or as soon as it becomes toxic, I alienate myself. Yeah. Whereas because, obviously, I have the consistent, uh, strong... um healthy relationship where things nothing's unsaid so you there's a you know you can bring everything into this sort of warm sort of loving area and you can talk about anything and we discuss it correctly and I actually was talking to her about the thing you'd said earlier in this episode um, the other day and I was talking to her roughly about a similar idea about once you argue you know over the the problem the problem's one instead of working together against it and that's exactly which is why it hit me so you know, prominently when you said it, because it is true. And what I found, I think, this year, um, to summarise that, I think, is I've really found myself again, which I know I've said. Really tried. Yeah, but, it, I was about to say it does sound really. Uh,
1: it's really cliche. Yeah, but it's but, true.
0: But i really have. I feel like I finally made peace and the with thing who is is you, I
1: am. You'll realise as well that people people will say that, that oh, well, I've, I've found myself again. No, you've realised that you're not the same person you were. Two months ago, six months ago, two years ago. Yeah, you evolve. Yeah, of course you do. I definitely um, feel that. We've, we've both evolved over the last, even the last six months. Because six months ago, we were in what? Northampton. Yeah, Northampton, middle of lockdown. And uh, and you were struggling. Oh, because you, you, you'd, you'd been doing a job... On the building sites, where you are on your own 24-7 yeah and a load of money earning a fuck load of money but dealing with all of the trauma that came from the ex with the house mm-hmm. and, and and obviously that was the tail end of all of the uh the issues that came with that but obviously you hadn't dealt with those issues because well, really. There was there was no real way to get closure in that situation. You'd you'd realise that the safest thing to do was to get out and stay out. Which is true. Which meant that you couldn't actually confront the problem.
0: No, I agree there. That the only thing, effectively, I could do was... Well, I wouldn't say cut and run, but I think, as I've said, I've alluded to before, I, you know, it was, it was it very much taking a knee. It, it, it gets to a point... Where the deck can be so stacked against you that after a while, you know, what do you... It's, it's like a war of attrition. Uh, what, how much are you willing to sacrifice, even though I knew I was right? Not that, you know, I hadn't made mistakes, but I knew I was right. I knew I'd been wronged. And at what point do you cut and run and just say, you know what, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think there, was, there was no way to win that situation. No. Not and, at all. And often, what I've, what I've found is you know is it worth any situation and this is where i would say my biggest growth has come this year is any situation i find myself in now cannot and will not affect um my sense of peace within because and nothing doesn't matter if it's work money relationships i now i am very selective which i'm obviously very lucky to be in a very happy relationship that you know promotes and sort of what's the word um sort of um Sort of cultivate yeah, you know, um, a healthy environment, both mentally, physically, spiritually, um, and conversationally. Agreed, because when you're understood in in that sense, it makes a huge difference. And now, nothing that nothing is worth my sense of calm, my sense of self, my um, just my peace as a human being.
1: Yeah, and one of the hardest things to find. I mean, you can you can have a relationship with somebody who hears you, they listen to you, but if they don't comprehend what you're saying and how you're feeling,
0: you can't continue. You're right, comprehension, I mean, we have said this as well. People say communication's key, it's not, it's comprehension, isn't it? Yeah. Because of you can it's. you can hear someone and think you understand, but if you don't, and I think not just understanding what they're saying, but also understanding who and what they are. Because for example, you know, I'm a man with testosterone and I you know, I'm very much an alpha male, so I'm guilty at times of letting that show. Now, yeah. to, the, to the wrong person, it can be, oh, he's dead aggressive, he's dead this. It's not. It's yes. never aimed at anyone, but you you can't... I'm not going to be reined in in that way. Like, no, at the end of the day... A little bit of that, you know?
1: I'm, you know, I'm I'm far from an aggressive person, but you've heard me several times on the phone while I'm driving absolutely lose my mind. Yeah. In, in just pure rage at some of and then within thirty seconds, it's
0: gone. Yeah, you need. I think you need to be able to first understand yourself, and that that's a part of you. It's obviously like your shadow work, isn't it? You've got to embrace all of what you are, because if you deny certain areas, that's where I feel they go unnoticed, and then becomes unhealthy. Whereas me, I am, I'm not an aggressive person um, necessarily, but it it's like I need, I have to have people around me that understand. Sometimes. I'm blunt and sometimes I'm going to say, fuck's sake, wallop, then that's it, right? And let me get it out of my system. It's never, you know, I don't insult or injure. I never go, oh, you're this, you're this. That's not my style. Sometimes I get frustrated and then, of course, which is important, you know, scar pulls me up on it, you know, anytime I'm doing something, even, you know, there's a scab on my knee that wasn't quite healed and I'm trying to pull it off and she's like, babe, leave it. And I went to pull it off and she was like, babe yeah and you need that person like behind every great man is a woman and all that I don't feel that I'm in that category yet but I feel with the right people around you that understand you and obviously again it's about being in a room of people that inspire you because if you're the best in a room then you don't have a room you have a cage yeah right you need you need to be better in yourself and your reach effectively should exceed your grasp of course it should you know because you don't it's, Michael it's, Jordan. How many times did he, you know, almost win the big one before he got six rings? That's yeah.
1: just. Does, I mean, they did. It's it's the old saying of, of low hanging fruit. If 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 all you're grabbing
0: is low hanging fruit,
1: you're not making any progress.
0: No, it, that's easy, isn't it? I think we all, you know, pro- probably in the same way, like procrastination and doing anything but solving what we should be doing. Low hanging fruit is easy, and and sometimes it's good for. Yeah, building confidence. self-confidence. Because you can go, oh, I can do that, I can do this. Whereas I find, it's, it's, like the podcast... As I'd said previously, it's celebrating the little victories. Exactly. And I think that's where the podcast comes in handy for me. Because it's a field and an arena that is very new to me. But obviously we got a lot of comments from the first episode with Leroy. Obviously we'll be doing a lot more with him uh, when the restrictions are lifted next week. But people had said how refreshing it was, like the honesty, the fact that we are being so open. Now, that's something that I explained to my parents. I was like, if you're gonna listen, you're gonna hear some things you might not like, but that's okay because it's not, in a podcast that's as open and honest as this, the thing is
1: there's gonna be people that'll listen to this further down the line, even, even people that we know now, that they might hear something that we've said about them. It, it's, it's not a slight on them, but that's that's the experience that we've had. Yeah, and you can't you can't tell somebody no, yeah, you can't tell somebody saying, wrong, can you? You can't you can't tell somebody that the experience that they've had is wrong. And I mean, the the, the conversation we'd had earlier in the episode regarding my uh, experiences with previous relationships, <clears throat> especially the with my ex. So I, I would imagine that she's not going to be thrilled if she listens to this. And here's what I've said but I would imagine that some of my behaviors have been detrimental to her but obviously I, I'm not going to know that because it, it wasn't my experience
0: true and unless obviously you're <clears throat> told or you know she appears on a podcast then you're not yeah. gonna you know I think there's something as well I think it's kind of becoming a bit of a common theme uh, in these episodes as people will hear, because obviously I've recorded several that you'll hear you know, in the coming weeks. It's about self-realization, like actually realizing who and what you are and where, where it is that you're going and how it is that you get there and being able to be self-aware enough to check, okay, am I get my actions taking me closer to my goal or further away? And being able to be self-analytical and critical enough that you go, you know what, that's not acceptable, this isn't good enough. And I will improve but it's also looking at where you've been understanding why and what happened and using that as a positive tool for the future so that we don't repeat because obviously that you know if you don't learn from your past you're doomed to repeat it and stuff exactly yeah and I've done that whereas now I can honestly say these last say this last two months been like a revelation to me I, I feel you know you and I I've had probably you know we've always conversated at length, but I feel now we're at, I think we're on a, a level where we cut the fat. Yeah, you know we've we've had our challenges as a team. You know, off some well on separate occasions caused by each other, which what three times in seventeen years ain't bad. Um, but it's always become uh, revelatory in the. Information that came from those situations, what we learned has brought us closer together. So, this, you know, last time that we had a misunderstanding or disagreement, it was what, nearly a month we didn't speak. And I feel we needed that. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. To appreciate and also to individually evolve because, you know, I'll be honest, I, for a long time, um, probably become too comfortable in asking for your help, which will probably surprise a lot of people because they'll see that I'm very much a go getter. In obviously the work side of things and whatnot but it's it's comforting to have somebody when you're going through struggles it's easier for it was easier for me to turn to you for support than it was to just do the work on myself yeah and then I've actually done it and we don't speak half as much as we did because, but when we do it's better
1: yeah because at the end of the day if you talk too much what the fuck are you gonna talk about exactly and it's I the, mean, this, um, this is this is a problem that I've had with a lot of the friendships and relationships that I've I've <coughs> been attempting to maintain this year, at least, is a case of because of, because of the fact that I can't interact with them on a face to face level, it's all over 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 the phone or in messages and and whatnot. But what is there to talk about? True. What it, it's uh, take Becky for example. Now, she obviously moved to Anglesey at the start of the year and she's, she's working as a carer. Now, during the pandemic, she's been non-stop. So she hasn't done anything besides going to work. Yeah, the same thing. What, what have I done this year? The same. So it's a case of, like, we'd send a message. Hi, how are you doing? Hope everything's all right. Yeah, everything's all right. Just plotting on with work. What are you doing? Plotting on with work. End of conversation. Speak soon. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all you can talk about. And I've, I've had it with a few people where, oh, how's it going? Oh, yeah, still in lockdown. Still got the three kids running around driving me up the wall. Oh, is it, has nothing changed in the last six months? Nope, absolutely nothing. Every day has been the same. And this is where the mental health issues are coming in. Because True. there's no... It's the monotony. Yeah, there's, 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 no, there's no change. There's no outlet
0: either. True, but then if you apply that to what I said earlier about, you know, it would be easy for me to say, oh, well, I got into that bad habit, or the this bad cycle, because there was, you know, it was, it was oh, well, it was it was this, it was that, no, 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 it's all a choice. We all, cool. we can all rest on our laurels. Like, me and Scar did it the other night, where, you know, it got to quite late, and she was like, right, we're gonna go for a run. Yes, we are. Like, nearly, you know, just shy of four miles. Now, we could just sit there and get drunk, which is one outlet as well. Yeah. Um, and I think all I want to see, and hopefully this, uh, you know, maybe this podcast will spark that in somebody, is just opening up the conversation about, you know, how is it that you do things? How is it that I do things? Okay, so can we find in each other ideas that we yeah, can we it, can take from each other? Exactly, or a different way of thinking. And that's, I suppose, really all that matters, isn't it? Is if your setup works for you, then it may not work for others, but if it's, you know, Um, something that's feasible for you but then of course you inject the world with this current pandemic and everybody's stuck at home together does not sound like fun does it? no so how would you say it's affected your mental health? Um, thankfully it hasn't really no?
1: no because besides seeing close friends that I I do have because I don't have many but the ones that I do have I've not been able to see them Besides yourself, obviously, because of the fact of uh, the job that we do, we
0: probably spend more time together now than we did over the last three or four years. Yeah, it's certainly helped, uh, I suppose, since the band went its separate ways. We haven't... Oh, let's, not be, let's not be rude about it. We've, we've no need, no overarching reason other than want and desire to be in the same room. Exactly, And yeah. sometimes, you know, it just doesn't line up, does it? Obviously, me and the missus now, being what two hours from where you are exactly yeah so as I say opportunities like this are few and far between
1: but very much appreciated when they, they come through so as I say with this lockdown it's it hasn't really affected me a great deal in in my day to day life because I've still been going to work I've still been doing what I would normally do because the friends that I
0: spend the most time with are online which will tie in perfectly to I suppose is that the online gaming side of things—is that your mental health, not necessarily crutch, but is that your remedy? Whereas the gym, for example, it, or music is mine. Is that yeah, yours? exactly, yeah. Because I'm not a creative individual by any stretch. You not like this. Mm. Um, bloody good bla- bloody good bass player though. Yeah, but that's that's just because it's it's a pattern. It's it's there's a method to it, which again ties into your logical brain, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: and as I say, it's. And you know I'm an incredibly lazy person, so I'm more than happy to sit on my arse and do absolutely
0: fuck all. Yeah, the minimum required.
1: Yeah. So, for you being creative and having the music, uh, musical outlet and then your your fitness outlet and everything else, I just don't have those. That's just not the way I am. Nor do you want them, though. That's the difference, isn't it? I mean, I would like to lose a bit of timber after
0: 12 months of sitting on my arse doing fuck all. True, but it's it's. I suppose it's finding. Uh, I don't necessarily say the drive because that makes it sound like you're not a driven individual. Whereas, I am fanatical about. Yeah, that's that's the things. that's the
1: thing is is. When you consider the fact that. You are all or nothing. There's just no way. There's no two ways about it.
0: You are, hundred miles an hour, or stop. Yeah, yeah there is no between. Is no, there? so. I'm trying to learn the, the different modes, but it's difficult. Yeah, right? I was
1: about to say, the thing is, it's just in, in your nature as, as a human being, is, that's how you
0: are, Yeah, and change is always difficult. Yeah, especially as men, we fear change, don't we? Oh, as, you, as you said. I think another thing as well, for years, I was always kind of under the impression from, especially in our relationships, that that was a negative, that... You know, oh, you're too passionate. You're too intense. You're too this. You're too that. And it's only as of you know this year, really, that I've discovered so much about myself. Um, and it ties into what Leon said um, in the first episode regarding self-love. Um, I've often attached failure to my character. So you're in a relationship; it doesn't work. Therefore, I am. And it's no, I, I don't subscribe to that at all because I know should of, you? you shouldn't. And once you start um, thinking that way a very slippery slope and it's the negatives that people see in you especially posthumously you know once a relationship has died um it's much easier for them to to sling mud and whatnot which I've never engaged in as you know no um because I just don't believe in it I believe in everything that comes from you will return to you karma effectively um but as as my my lady said she said look the things that you know other people have you know failed to notice or don't appreciate those are the things I love about you and it hit me like a ton of bricks because then that is you in your essence that's you in your purest form being accepted of as that and if you're but not accepted uh, for who and what you are as you said to me earlier then that friendship that relationship should cease to be right exactly and the
1: as you said you are passionate and, and, and caring and, and Sometimes uh, intense to a fault. Yeah, it has worked to you know been a, to my detriment at times. But at the same time, when you've had relationships where they say, "Oh, you are, you are too intense. You are too needy. This, that, and the other." As soon as that stops, they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. They miss it, and but by that point, once once you've stopped doing that, you've already checked out. Oh, of course. So by the time that you've you've stopped being intense or uh, caring or in their eyes needy. As soon as that stops, the relationship's done. Yeah, so they, they yeah. start to miss it, and you give up. you oh, go no, I'm done with that. Yeah, and that's if you thing. don't appreciate
0: yeah. it, you're not fucking having it. Agreed. And if you're not having it, we're done. Joe, Do you know I'm so glad you said that because what I don't want, obviously, the perception of me to be is, you know, unable to take criticism. Which, believe me, is not the case. Um, you know, me and my girl, you know, she'll tell me if something's not quite right or, ah, oh, you know what, your anxiety is making you think this, but I promise you it's this. And every time, or earlier on, some dude was doing like 42 on a 60. And I, <laughs> and I went, I went, I went, this fucking chief. I was like, could you please, <laughs> you fucking chieftain. And she was just like, babe, calm down. Like, cool. And I went, uh uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Still straight away because she can still exactly she can talk to me and, I, and, and it's, it's about the respect you have for the person saying it so if I am being me and I think again it actually um, harkens back to something Leon said which was about once you have accepted somebody on their terms and you are a few months in and it's exactly that you have no right to go back and start picking at their character no, if, of course you if you've already displayed all the things that you were That's no longer, that's not my fault or my problem, that's your problem. Exactly. And it seems to be, maybe, is it a human, is it part of the human condition, I guess, to, you know, we all need warmth and food and hydration and shelter and things like that. But we all need love and we all crave love. Yeah, of course we do. You know, and it will come, it's almost as though that person has shown me acceptance. So now, do I have to, you know, do I turn and run? Or, I mean, how many people do you think listen to this podcast? Two. Um, oh yes at the moment but, uh, <laughs> me but, and you yeah but the masses the hurts build it he will come um, but yeah how many people in this uh, sort of you know, world of the in which we live have been in a situation where the relationship's dog shit right and I've done it and you think to yourself yeah but this is what a relationship is this is what love is it's meant to be hard sometimes oh love's, love's, love hurts sometimes no it doesn't no, it look, shouldn't be tough no, at love, all love when, when it's done well When love is true, it is the easiest thing in the world. You may face complications together. You may face tough days together, but you should not be the cause of each other's pain. If I can't turn, you know, whether it's you, my girl, whoever, if my mom, my brother, you know, I've got a very small circle. For that reason, because I know the people in it genuinely love me and care for me, and vice versa. But if you have to think, for example, you and I, I'm, I'm more spiritual. You're not. Now we can still have a a frank discussion about it. You'll still hear me out, but I can't. Then the word um, expectation is a big one because we, you know, do I? If you expect something of someone, you've almost predetermined your chosen or desired outcome, which is unfair on the other person because you're not. It's not a natural, breathing, living um, conversation or a, a, a situation if you're already wanting them to do something. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost, um, it's almost like the Truman Show, isn't it? Yeah. You want it your way and no other way. And life isn't that, is it? No, of course it's not. And the thing is, it's especially in, in terms of a relationship,
1: and it was something that was said, I can't remember where I'd heard it, but it was years and years ago. But you, you always hear the phrase, oh, every couple has a fight and this, that, and the other. No, a couple shouldn't be fighting. You can have disagreements. But as soon as you are fighting one another, you've lost, because you should be fighting with wow. each other against the problem. Well, that's powerful, actually. But if you you're about- fighting against your partner over a problem,
0: you've already lost. Nobody's going to win in that situation. Wow, that's. Do you know what? I'm gonna. I'll let her know that later, because we're very united, especially right now, because there's a lot going on, and as you've witnessed, yeah, it's as though none of the um, um mitigating factors are even there it, you know because we you have a choice as we said to be affected by something or not and what you just said is so powerful so true because why it's it's what, something I said to you um, recently on the phone the reason I am better now with my, I mean, the only emotion I've ever been one to come forward with is anger yeah because it's it's just it's the easiest I, one to express exactly right so the reason I've stopped doing that a lot now. Um, yeah, you know, I get a bit, you know, the typical man reaction, isn't it? Like, ugh, or whatever. But the yeah. reason I don't anymore, there's, there's a difference. There's irritated and irritable, and then there's anger. Yeah, there's actual releasing rage. And the reason I don't anymore was due to a current situation or a, a, a rec- you know, a recently uh, resolved situation, where it was basically my view on of of that person was one of utter comedy, because. Once you've shown me your hand, you have lost. Once I know, once you've shown how quick you are to insult and injure, and how quick you are to provocation, it is just like ping pong, ping pong. How many times do you want to push your buttons? Yeah. Right? Now, I don't engage in doing that. But once you've shown your hand, you've lost. And once you've lost your temper, once you're angry, you have lost control of the outcome. Yeah. Now, as you know, I'm not a control freak, but I'm a person that's used to being in control, and I will never, again, after... A situation years ago where I found myself at the mercy of someone else, which will never happen again. Now I'm very cerebral. I am very thought out and calculated when it comes to matters of that nature. Yeah. Where your freedom or your career or, you know, sort of things that legally, anything to do with legalities. And once you've lost control of the outcome, you have lost. Once you know, you know, it's the, um, uh, or is it um, the art of war? Yeah. yeah Sun Tzu Sun Tzu right the art of war where it's uh, when we appear strong yeah Yeah. you know it's it's that isn't it it's the you always you don't want to show your hand because then the person has got everything they need on you right exactly. there, you know and especially in this age of information we live in once you start spouting your mouth off at me on Instagram shall we use that as an example or message or whatever you you know where there's a, a, a chance that yeah. you can be recorded especially, the
1: especially these days because of the fact that people are so so used to communication through text message or instant messaging or whatever else, they don't they don't equate that as written communication. Which it is. And written communication is always available to be brought up again. Yep. Because if you have if you if, if you have a verbal argument, your your memory of that exchange will always be unreliable oh, well, you said this and you said that and you said the other. Prove it. And
0: it deteriorates over time. Exactly.
1: However, if it's all in written communication, if if, if somebody's on Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever calling you all of the names under the sun, lying about certain situations, this, that and the other, and even if they believe it to be true, it's written. And you can screenshot it. Exactly. It can be saved. It can be be proven that that is exactly what you've said. And people forget that. Oh, oh and I do. This is this is why <laughs> this is why you've got so many um, famous people at the moment who, before they were famous, and they had a Twitter account, Oof. have said something, something, a uh, throwaway comment, and years down the line, it's then viewed as racist or derogatory to uh, an ethnic group or even a any form of minority or even an individual. Yeah. I mean, how many people have turned around and said? Piers Morgan is a twat or whatever else. And then they suddenly become famous and they're sat on that GMTV or whatever, Good Morning Britain. They're sat on that Good Morning Britain sofa talking to Piers Morgan. And then loads of people have found a tweet from years ago saying Piers Morgan is a twat. And then they get slated for talking to him.
0: I will say, can I just uh, add, <clears throat> breaking news, Piers Morgan is He's a twat. A twat. I've, oh there's, 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 uh, I, I, I've got them, yeah I've got no issue
1: in, in, in admitting
0: that Piers Morgan is just a massive bellin. Who wouldn't, honestly? Now, I don't advocate violence, but tell me you wouldn't want to see someone just knock him the fuck out. Oh, God, I God. mean square. Like I mean cold. Like go and get I don't know, um Zidane Chara from the Boston <laughs> Bruins, <Yeah>. Uh <laughs> you know, Jake Muzzin from the Leafs or uh Dougie Reed from the Army of <laughs> One <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the geezers! The geezers are unbearable. But no, you are right. I think the power now lies in almost taking the power back and thinking for yourself. Because we're obviously in the age of information, so you've got everything you could possibly want at your fingertips. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think, to be honest, I think taking the power back in in the modern age, in the age of information, is retained like holding back
0: yeah. that information yep I, I totally agree i mean i got rid of my facebook but kept messenger and my instagram is private except for the podcast one uh, which everybody uh, should go and follow it's um, at the army of one o-n-e podcast um but yeah i, I don't i don't know I'm, I'm i'm strangely um skeptical and suspicious of, of almost everybody now because it can be i mean the times uh, you you know this without sort of um, bringing up names and places and things, but I've got proof, right, that people haven't, you know, outside the, oh, we might talk too much, always this, is that, minor stuff, no major gripe in there. We go our separate ways. Ping, he's this, he's that, he's that. It's like, mm, funny that, because everybody's saying it to you, didn't say that to at the time. No. So, you know, it, which is fine, because let's be honest, anybody's, another person's opinion of you, Is not of your business. Exactly right. You can. My a version of me exists in every person I meet's head, and they make up their own narrative to fit, and that's absolutely fine. But as I said on my Instagram, it's you know typical kind of motivational shite to most people. But I just typed it out and something I stick to, which is I know who I am. That's all that matters. And then and basically just put reread that. Everybody should think the same way. At the end of the day. There's not a man or a woman on this planet that can tell me shit about how I conduct myself as a human being, as a man, because that's the one area that I pride myself on. I treat people with respect, dignity. Do I always do things perfectly? No, and as I've always said, just because you try your best doesn't mean you always do your best, No. and that's fine. But I have never, you know, the these kind of, uh, the, 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 it's like the social media landscape in which we live now, it's so slanderous. Yeah. The people can just fire straight off Oh, it's, it's
1: it's it's the age old saying it's people I say the age old saying but it, it's it's the principle people will say so much shit when they're sat behind a keyboard
0: the old keyboard warriors because
1: they know that if they said even half of the shit that they type out on the internet if they said that in person they'd be swallowing their teeth yeah you'd get knocked out yeah, of course yeah. you would because as as highbrow as this podcast is attempting to be we know full well that sometimes smacking someone in the face is probably the best course of action.
0: Well, I mean, it's at funny the you end say of the day, that. Some
1: people just <clears throat>
0: deserve to have a punch in the mouth. Well, it's funny you say that because it's something that I speak about fairly frequently where I say, if I was to conduct myself like that person, I would be walking, right? No. Or you look at these, we'll, we'll use quote-unquote nice guys, which I loved. Someone recently called me a nice guy and I was, I'd honestly nearly threw up in my mouth. I'm not a nice guy, I'm a good, decent human being and conduct myself as a good man, yep. right? And may I I'll caveat that with, and I am a work in progress, it's not an arrogant statement to make, I'm proud of the man I am, but I also know that I'm better than I was yesterday and that's that's all I'm aiming for here. But nice guys to me always have an angle, they're usually spineless, I just have this image of like skinny kind of individuals. Um, that are trying to like act a certain way and, and they talk all this big shit and they've never got a fight in their life and they think they're something they're not. The fact of the matter is, it's, it's, a, it's something that Frank Mir, UFC fighter, was talking about on his Instagram page and it's something that I was talking about to my girl today and that is, there's a difference between peaceful and harmless. Now, if you are capable of incredible violence, if you are capable of actually defending yourself to a level or defending that, you know, something that is, that is sacred to you and is under direct threat, right? Or has undergone some sort of harm. If you are capable of doing so and you choose not to, you are peaceful. If you are on the opposite spectrum of that spectrum where you are incapable of doing that and all you do is talk shit, right? You're not peaceful, you're harmless. There is a, there's a vast distinction between the two things. Now, I'm a man of peace through years upon years of learning this you know living in Cyprus which at times was like a war zone anybody that discredits that theory okay anybody that's lived there or anybody that worked with me over there tell me I'm wrong I've traveled many places in the world and got into some scrapes not because I'm such a tough guy or I'm a hard guy it's not about that it's the fact that I am willing to stand up for what is right it doesn't mean that you have got to use your hands or be aggressive It means when shit comes in your direction or someone else's direction that you care about, are you gonna have a backbone? Are you gonna put your safety on the line to defend that which is right? That's what I'm talking about. So if any of you listening to this are like, oh, he thinks he's so, no, 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 I don't. The fact is anybody that knows me, and I've proved this on multiple occasions, especially to the man sat to my right, and many other people that I've met tell me I'm wrong, that I haven't stood there and backed you up and helped you in times of need, that is what I'm talking about. Is the willingness to do what is right. So many people aren't. They just, they just, act, you know, fill a, fill air with just fucking dust and sound. It's like yeah. you're going to contribute anything, you know, to the lexicon. You're going to, you going to actually add anything in here of, of note. My, my favorite saying that we, we've used to describe
1: individuals that we've known over the years who have been like that.
0: All fart, no shit. Exactly. Chat shit get picked. Uh, Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's having a good night.
1: <laughs> Jamie Vardy's having a
0: party. I'm telling Jamie Vardy party. <laughs> Chat shit get picked. But I think that's what it does come down to a lot of times is whatever, like the, the, the whole concept of a belief system, right? Is if you are a man of faith or a woman of faith or you have a certain set of beliefs, you should be flexible enough to be proven wrong, flexible enough to grow and learn. Because do, do I still believe in the things that I believed in at 16? Hell no, you know, do I believe in the things? Some things have changed since last week. This this year has, has taught me that, let's be honest, I don't know as much as I thought I did. We always back our own corner even when we're wrong. And the, the, the major change I've tried to make now, over the last few months, especially you and I, is to just really like reestablish your boundaries with somebody. If you've been friends with someone yeah. for what, 16, 17 years now? It's always, it is always good to to reestablish the boundaries
1: because, as you say, over time, people change.
0: They boundaries change. change. Yeah, they do. And sometimes you may not even be... I mean, me and Morgan, I think I've had three arguments in 17 years. Something like that. Yeah, four. and two of them have been this year. So it just shows you that, you know, is he wrong, am I wrong, a combination of both. And at the end of the day, there's three, there's three sides of the truth, isn't there? Your version, their version, and the truth. Right, and somewhere between that, you'll find, you know, the, the the reason, the rhyme and reason as to why, and re-establishing your boundaries is very important. I try and, you know, I guess be self-aware. I think which is the problem. Like I've had, you know, I had my my faults where we we're talking about mental health, um, in regards to substance abuse and stuff like that. That's always been my crutch to lean on when things get hard you know oftentimes not not to well, at times excess let's be honest if we're being truthful here yes to excess but the way i live my life it's either extreme highs or extreme lows um, and so that is a consequence of living the life i live whereas because you exist more in the center of things you have a more uh, what's the word not predictable consistent yeah consistent would probably be the best way to describe but then you miss me. out yeah you miss out on more
1: of the I don't I don't it. have all of the highs and the lows that you do but at the same time um, should, yeah predictable is, is probably a good way to to view it as well
0: true I think that what I've tried to do now is learn from you and as you know this has been um, a huge year for me I've really tried to take as much stock and really fix the things that are recurring in my life, because otherwise you're just gonna project them onto the next relationship or job or whatever. Obviously, we've, you and I have sewn up the employment thing, being self-employed, we're very lucky to have that. I've got my musical outlet, my fitness outlet, they're great, but my sticking point was always I put too much stock of myself into a relationship, whereas now, because I was actually happy on my own, and then lo and behold, you know, I find myself in the most incredible position I've ever been with the most incredible woman, that actually, for the first time in my life. I remember sitting there, she was singing uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and I was in tears. Like, I mean, it's beautiful. she sang it so beautifully, and she said, why are you upset? And I was like, it's the simplest things in the world. Isn't it? It's yeah. not about money, it's not about anything, it's about being understood, and I think the, really, that not that all we're after? Isn't that all we're seeking? No, of course it is. You know? Um, Understanding of, of, of each other, and ourselves. That's true. I think as you get older as well, not only do you reassess and reestablish boundaries, but within yourself, I think you're... You know, as you get older, your bullshit tolerance reduces. Yeah, I've got you. You just can't be asked, can you? Which, again, I think is, is part
1: of the reason why it seems as though as you get older, your circle of friends gets so much smaller.
0: You're right, it does. Because and you just stop tolerating people's bullshit. And also, time becomes... You know, this thing of, I don't have time. Something that my... Um, there's a if anybody's out anybody out there wants to check this out, Matthew McConaughey, amazing actor, brilliant human being. Go and watch, he did a university graduation speech, as a lot of famous obviously people do. Yeah. But it got condensed into a nine minute video. That's and it's incredible. Oh, it's awesome. It's so inspiring. And and taking on from what he said there about you know, you have two walls in you, a good one and a bad one. It's just about feeding the good one more than the bad. And also, in life, whatever you find, um, is your mission, your goal, whatever, satisfies you, right? Never let it be something that jeopardizes your soul. So find out what your hill is first, and then can I climb it, am I willing to, for example, we were in a band for years, music was everything to me, did a diploma in music, did all that, sacrificed everything to be signed a couple of times, whatever. And I'll be honest with you, toward, at the very end, you know, doing it for 10, 15 years, at the start, it was everything. I mean, sleepless nights, relationships, jobs, everything went by the wayside. And at the end, I realized, you, I thought I wanted it, and then you realize, you know what, I don't want it enough. No. There are people that will go for their whole lives, and you know why? Because I adapted, I changed, I evolved. Whereas now, my parameters um, for happiness, because happiness is result reliant, right? So you do something, you get the result of that is happiness, whereas joy is in motion. Yeah. Joy is in the doing of the deed, right? So I try and find constant joy in every single thing I'm doing, and it comes from gratitude, because if you're grateful for what you have, simplest things—we've we've, we've just eaten. I've got a friend sat next to me. I've got a Mac in order to record them. You know things like that. Yeah. A if job. If you're grateful for things, the the enjoyment of them is tenfold. Exactly, and you'll always receive, you know, uh, an abundance once you are grateful for that which you already have. You know, it's like with money, right? I'm a very generous person. Now the reason money always finds me and work is always, you know, uh, abundant is because I'm not tight with my money because it's good money energy right if you're yeah. good with it it'll come back to if you're good not wasteful because as I, as Rob Arnold said a uh, good dear friend guitar player from Chimera so go and check out his uh, YouTube channel at rob arnold world um, he always says like he never he wanted to be comfortable from music he never wanted exceeding luxury by any means same i want a a, a life that is maintainable with not minimal effort but for example in a relationship I bought like my girl flowers the other day. Was it a big effort? No, because you shouldn't have to think how can I make them happy today. No, no, no. You should be an additional thing to their life. They should make themselves happy, as you should make yourself happy, and not this. Oh, that's my other half. I ain't half a fuck all, mate. No. It should be your whole. I'm whole. Put our holes together.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put our holes together,
1: and you get a bit of scissor action,
0: bit <laughs> of scissoring. But <laughs> like that's the that's the the key. I think is. Once you're happy in yourself, and you you realise all of this, like I'm sat in front of a you know a couple hundred pound microphone, an interface, a Mac, it's like and a what what eight hundred pound mobile phone, it's like yeah great, but they're just tools in order to you know hopefully achieve something with them. It, otherwise they're just expensive kind of trinkets. Yeah. Whereas the things that mean the most to me, yeah, you, you, know, d- you can't put a price on them because uh, really they're intangible. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? You can't you can't physically touch love. No, you, you can't. just can't. No, because and that's that that is it, isn't it? It's. We, well, we'll, actually, I suppose the closest thing you could do is, is the fluffy dog. The fluffy dog. Yeah, this is true. We are we are uh, massive dog advocates on the podcast. Um, and if anybody asks, what's better, cats or dogs? Always dogs. Get out of here. Do you know what I mean? Like he's right, one hundred percent of the time. When it kept up bad. dogs are better dogs are life and if you disagree go and watch Ricky Gervais talk about dogs where he says they are the greatest thing ever invented you couldn't invent a better thing no you really couldn't what we're going to do we're going to do our usual add a quiz at the end and I will be reading a poem uh, slash lyrics that I wrote and we'd just like to thank you all for you know listening thus far uh, it's a slight de- uh, deviation I should say from the usual format uh, with Leon being up in Liverpool. so we're going to be doing that remotely uh, so I thought I'd take time to you know get my brother Morgan in here. So thank you for rocking with me more than welcome. And yes um, if anybody would like any more information about any subjects we've discussed today, please do message me at the Army of one podcast uh, to Instagram. Thank you all very much, and I'll see you in episode three, and we'll be rejoined by... It's your boy, Leroy MC.